WBNE. Howdy, Oaks. Before we get started today, we just want to let you know that this episode of Bacon and Eggs is brought to you by being a kind person. I've decided that the website and Patreon are both super important, but more important than both of those things is just going out of your way to do something kind for someone else today. So whether that's, you know, paying it forward in the drive through line, which don't pay with cash, that's scary. You know, just like do something nice for someone else. That's what I've decided we're going to promote today. We're going to just be kind to one another. And that's really it. I'm not going to say anything else. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. My name's Ethan Edgehill. And I'm Tyler Carlin. And today we're slaying a dragon. <laughs> or maybe we're just falling in love with it. So rescue the princess. And find true love's first kiss. Because today we're bringing you... Shrek... I like to just hijack it and really throw you off. Start with some some weird energy here in the chat. Did you know that this is directed by Andrew Adamson and Vicky Jensen? It came out May 18th, 2001, uh, 7,109 days ago on a $60 million budget, made $484.4 million worldwide, which is so much. This is the part that blows my mind, though. 88% critic, 90% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That doesn't surprise me too much. This number right here will blow your freaking mind. 84 on Metacritic. 84 on Metacritic. I would have thought 63. Yeah, under 65 for sure. Now, however, I will say this is the first uh, movie to ever win the Best Animated Feature Academy Award. Is it really? It is. Uh, That award was invented in 2001, uh, funded largely by Disney toward the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, uh, because Disney was tired of not winning anything for their movies because their animated movies were not considered good enough to make uh, Best Picture nominations usually, or to at least to win the Best Picture when they did make the nominations. And so Disney decided we need our own category, and then they lost to Shrek. What did they put in? in monsters inc oh uh, yeah i mean you that's sound a, a great peaky. film i just don't want, I just want to let you it's like it's like coming at, coming at me like a little hot coming at you a little hot i don't know what to tell you ethan i mean that's just something you're gonna have to deal with i mean it's not though like i would i would just want to make sure that you're good that like that you on your end it looks good it looks mostly okay <laughs> maybe get maybe get, dial it back <laughs> i did dial it back and then i dialed it back up and now it looks better okay but it sounds worse through zoom I just say it. How's that? Better. Does that sound uh, better? Yeah. So, so this is the first movie ever to win the um, the uh, Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. It beat Monsters Inc. and Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius. Get out of which town. Which was Jimmy apparently Neutron, a Genius? theatrical release movie. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. I thought for sure it was a. Uh, it, Hello, Toast. A, a, I greatly admire your a, shit. A, what a nom! A Nickelodeon original movie, like a Nickelodeon, you, Nickelodeon TV channel. Nick at Night you, original movie. Let me tell you why I don't love. DCOMs is because Nickelodeon released a movie with Keenan and Kel called Two Heads Are Better Than None and uh, it scared the crap out of me and as a result all made for TV movies are horrifying. Uh, all made for TV movies are bad. Um, absolutely. All of them are terrible. Even the good Hallmark movies are bad and you know it. You listening right now going, but what about the yeah, mm, Lifetime? If it's, a, if it's a guilty pleasure, you're guilty for a if reason. If it's a guilty pleasure, you must feel the guilt first. I want <laughs> no, you to I'm consider kidding. this. Um, I want you to consider this, Ethan. Imagine, if you will, it's 2001 and you've just got word from the folks at Marvel Comics that you, Sony, get to make a superhero film. And you're like, well, we could do Spider-Man because that sells pretty well. Or, which is mind-blowing to think that Spider-Man wasn't out yet when this 
happened. That's weird. I can't think about this. Or we could make Iron Man and starring Mike Myers as Tony Stark, Eddie Murphy as Rhodey, Cameron Diaz as Pepper Potts. This is not John Lithgow Iron as Obadiah Man. Stane. What are you talking? This is not I'm Iron Man. I'm just saying this cast could be Iron Man is all I'm trying to uh, say. It would have been better in some regards. Um, Robert Downey Jr. is a better pick for, for Iron Man than Mike Myers. <laughs> than Mike Myers. Uh, Jeff Bridges <laughs> was a better pick for Obadiah Stane. Than John um, Lithgow? Than John Lithgow, yeah. Tony Stark built this in a cave. I cast my John Lithgow. That sounded, yeah, I mean, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Uh, Cameron Diaz, though, would have been better than... Um, Brutal. Everybody hates Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, she sucks. She's like a she shitty person. Suck. She's like I, a she's really a bad fine person. Actress. She's Yeah, but she's she like a bad goes, person. You know who's not a bad like, person? Cameron Diaz. It, Cameron Diaz has a house on Anna Maria Island. I know this because I go there with my wife's family. And every time we go, they're like, you know, Cameron Diaz has a house here. And I'm always like, okay, this is like a luxury island where rich people have homes. Surely. Yeah, that was the whole state of Rhode Island when they found out that Taylor Swift lives there. And yeah, when she wrote like, a song about the house she has in Rhode Island, everybody in Rhode Island was uh, like, oh my God. Oh my God. Beta. They would say, they would be like, Cameron Diaz has a house here. Sometimes you'll see her going for a morning Did you run. hear about Cameron? Did you hear about Taylor Swift? She has a house down the road. In Quahog. In Quahog. Right? That's Rhode Island, right? Yeah. 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 In Rhode Island. Gotta be. Uh, anyway, Shrek. We're finally covering Shrek. Um, Gotten a lot of questions over the past couple years. Like, why haven't you covered Shrek? I don't know. I just haven't. It's, it was honestly a back pocket film that we were saving for a, a special time. Saving for a rainy day. And, and a man couldn't pick a rainier one. <sighs> yeah. A it, rainier yeah. one. Um, We could have picked a more rainier day. Yeah, for sure. The Seattle Seahawks Mount, Yeah, Mount day. Seattle Seahawks day. Uh, Anyway, my last point about Cameron Diaz running on the beach at Anna Maria Island is they would be like, you can see her running on the beach. She's so fit. You'd never believe it. And it's like, I don't know, man. I've seen a lot of cameron diaz movies yeah i've seen a lot of cameron diaz movies yeah i saw charlie's angels she like learned kung fu for that probably maybe no she did Uh, i read the shrek trivia and apparently um cameron diaz like got really into doing her vocal but her voice acting when she had to do kung fu in this movie and started like trying to make up lines in cantonese and just like yell in in cantonese uh and the producers were like no you can't you can't do that this is not charlie's angels this is you're on a microphone um we don't really know what you're gonna look like yet in this movie she looked like a lot of different things. Also, the uh, four of them, uh, four of them being um, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, and John Lithgow, never met while recording this movie. Really? Yeah. I would have thought Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy at least were in the same room. No, they d- literally never like met. That's wild. Yeah. You said the same thing about of uh, uh, um, uh, Spider Verse was that? Well, I mean, a lot of them met because that's like a modern animated movie where they usually do stuff in the same room. But Nick right. Cage. Did all of his lines, like, remote in a hotel yeah. room in Vegas or something? Yeah. Um, well, see, the, the trend of, like, doing it all together was started this year in 2001 with Monsters, Inc. With, right. Uh, Billy Crystal and, and John Goodman. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is... I want to give you some... Cameron Diaz trivia real quick. Her last certified fresh film was In Her Shoes in 2005. Since then, her highest rated movie on the Tomatometer was 58% at Shrek Forever After. Good God. All right. We got some stuff to do, though. Um, yes, we do. We got. I, I have a positive review for yeah, Shrek. That's where we start. And that. this comes from Alexander Walker from the London Evening Standard. Oh, he's in English. You know what that means. Shrek is alive. And with dark, sly, and absolutely hilarious irreverence, lampooning every once-scared characteristic of the nursery kingdom, isn't it? Shrek is a subversive joy, isn't it? In it. <laughs> in it. Uh, I've got a negative review here from Anthony Lane of The New Yorker. Dude that normally likes stuff, uh, didn't like Shrek. He said, what the film lacks is the faintest glimmer of charm. 
I don't know that I entirely disagree. I think if you view this movie and the like sort of gross fart humor of the chemistry between Shrek and Fiona doesn't do it for you, then you don't like this movie. Uh, we do have listener reviews as well that are sort of about this. Well, one of them Oh my is. God. Did, did you post in the Facebook group? I posted in the Facebook group, yeah, to get scores. But okay. I posted in Discord to get reviews as well as scores. Okay. Cool, cool, uh, cool, cool, I, cool. I did that about, um, I don't know, 30 minutes ago. Okay, I'll take that. That's uh, long enough. Anyway, yeah. So uh, Ken- Kenzie said, from Discord said, It is a good comparison for anyone who was made to feel shame and shows a real road to happy, healthy, and earned love. Are you going to read the other one? They're in the... They're in the, in the they're in the drive. They're in the drive. Uh, I don't know if you closed the drive already. I did not know. Julia, uh, who is from Massachusetts, says it's fine, kind of gross. I don't hate it, but like I'd prefer to not watch it. What's your score out of a hundred? Uh <sighs> So we just came off of the Lord of the Rings movies, and I don't think that like no movie will ever reach that that verdant plateau. And I don't think that the movie has to be like a serious art film that's three hours long or a serious art film that's 90 minutes long. I think a fun movie could easily hit, not easily hit those scores, obviously, because that's, you know, tough to attain. But I think a fun movie that doesn't take itself too seriously could fall in the 90 to 95 to 100 range. That being said, Shrek, for me, does not. It's not low, but it's not 90 or above. I'm going with an 85. I'm gonna go with a 70. Really? Yeah. Out of 100, I'll give it a 70. Um, it was pretty good. I mean, like this definitely is probably the least I've liked it. Oh, I actually liked it. I think I'm like 10 years removed from my last Shrek viewing. Oh, definitely. Uh, when they got to the part where Fiona turns into an ogre at night, um, I'd forgotten that plot twist entirely. Oh, you were 19 years removed from your last Shrek viewing then. That's the whole movie. Right, but I forgot. <laughs> I knew that she became, becomes an ogre, but I'd forgotten that she was already an ogre. So I want to ask you a question. We, The more we've been doing this and the more we interact with the listener review, the more with the films we've done this year, we get a response of, I like it for for the memes. Is that a good enough reason to like it uh, the movie? Not for me. No, it's not. No, me, and, and that's, me neither. That's my justification here for the score is like, I like Shrek. Uh, th- there's nothing you can do to like, and it, it didn't happen. Like I'm 27 years old. Right? I haven't watched Shrek in at least 10 years uh, with the exception of like the first five minutes in those Shrek, but every time X happens, it gets faster videos right? or like, you know, Shrek, but uh, everything is all star or stuff like that. I've seen the, a lot of those. Um, and definitely it is, it is a very, uh, memed movie, a very heavily memed movie and take that as you will. But like, this is no inside out, right? What's it, here's, here's what it is to me. It being a cultural touchstone and something that we dwell on makes it memorable, but not better. But not better. Yeah. Like you're never going to get memes from Whiplash, but no. Whiplash is better than this. But Whiplash is better than this. But even then, like, if you're talking about like animated movie that was aimed at, but not for children, like this doesn't stack up to most of the Pixar catalog. This isn't better I would, than I would agree with that. This isn't better than Monsters Inc. No, yeah, like, it's just straight up. Not. It's just not better than Monsters Inc. And I would say Monsters Inc. I'd probably put it like maybe an eighty-five. That's why I have this. Um, I'd, I'd do Monsters Inc. higher than that personally. I'd probably be low nineties on that. Yeah, I, I don't. There's not a whole lot of Pixar movies that I'm going to put in the nineties. There's a whole lot of Pixar movies. There, there. Uh, I do, I do truly think that um, almost every single one of them is overrated on Rotten Tomatoes, especially. But yeah, so like I have no problem rating this as seventy because like this, this being fifteen percent worse than than uh, than Monsters. Zinc, I can I can live with that all day long. Right. But I don't think a 70 is not a bad score, right? Like this is what I'm trying to out and undo with the big board this year is the is the 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 high school, the seven point grading, right? Right. Like 70 is not a D minus. 70 is a seven out of ten. 
I mean, if you, so, it, it also depends upon like what you're stacking it against. If you went to an amateur film festival and you had to sit through nine god awful movies, and the tenth one that came on was Shrek, you'd be like, "That was amazing." The yeah. voice acting, fantastic. The, but like this is okay. So let me put this to you this way: This is not my favorite piece of content we've watched for this show. Um this week you think the first episode i liked the first episode of season two of the mandalorian better than that i think i probably did too but again i like doubling down i really do enjoy this and i like the memes that come from yeah no no, i have no problem no overt problem with this movie it is just like it's it's i mean it's right there it's it's it didn't like a say even if it's a seven out of eight it's still a seven you know what i mean yes like it doesn't do it doesn't reach very far there's not there was never a moment in shrek where i was like wow shrek now there's it's it's genuinely funny uh it is also genuinely not funny in some places like the the majority of the fart humor maybe i've heard it too many times maybe it's like i used to be able to just quote this movie off by hand and like it, it just got it played out when i was 10 um i don't know there was just a, a lot of eddie murphy's performance i was like man this dude was on it like this is funny this has lasted uh you know he's he's making like like jokes about informed consent for for men uh which is like way ahead of its time yeah i think eddie murphy's fantastic uh, I think Mike Myers is fantastic. Um, but you definitely like there's no chemistry. All four, them, all four of them are fantastic. There's no chemistry anywhere though. Like cuz they weren't given the opportunity, right? I I do feel that. I feel like uh I think like even granting the fart humor and all that stuff, I still think there is a stretch because the movie's so short. There is a stretch from Shrek and Fiona are acquaintances to Shrek and Fiona are lovers. It happens in my mind so fast where like she wakes up from being in the cave where she couldn't like she wouldn't let them see them and like makes them breakfast after she blows up the bird. And now they're like an item. And then she saves him from the Robin Hood and his merry band, which I we should look up the lyrics to Robin Hood's song. I'm certain it is the most inappropriate thing in the world. <laughs> Uh, so every time w- when I was a kid, I was shocked by this. And when as an adult, I'm shocked by this, like they push the boundaries more than any of these other like these type of movies. Right. Because this is not this is not like an adult cartoon. This is not South Park. Bigger, louder, uncut. This is Shrek. This is like DreamWorks. You wanted kids to see this. You, right. Jeffrey Katzenberg, like quit Disney, made your own animation company and decided that you wanted to like out Disney Disney. And you used all the public domain characters to do it. Right. And yeah, you make direct rips at Disney the whole time. And like, it's, it's, they get away with a lot. They swear a lot. Yeah, they like, do. Like a lot. More than I was expecting. Right. It's all damn and ass, but it's like, they say the word damn a lot for a yeah. children's movie. And then they keep saying ass being like, oh, because it's donkey. But it's like, you didn't, like, we know why you included like, that as a, there. As a, <laughs> as a, maybe not as an eight year old, but as a 10 year old watching this, I was like, oh, so he's a jackass, but you're using, this is funny. Bro, I right? see what like, you I did. get it. It's not, it's not clever ever. It's like, it's not, they're not hiding it the way Pixar hides stuff. Right. They were sitting out there and being like, this is adult humor. For grownups. For grownups in this kid's movie. So it's definitely, it is definitely interesting for that reason. Um, Sort of unprecedented. I mean, it's unprecedented in a lot of ways. It was the first thing to really like challenge the, the, the whole Disney edifice, especially in like computer animated movies. Well, it was ants. It's true. Uh, they actually started making this first and just got ants done sooner. Well, because they were like, we're not going to lose to a bug's life. Ain't no way, ain't right. no how. There's a whole big story about that. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that went on with this movie, too. Like, uh, apparently, Chris Farley recorded like 75% of the dialogue and then died. To be Shrek? To be Shrek. I, truthfully, I, Chris Farley's a legend. I absolutely love Chris Farley. Mike Myers 
was born to be Shrek. Well, so th- and then they had Mike Myers do it as Mike Myers, just like just like American Mike Myers, right? Yeah, he's like a little Scottish. No, no, yeah. no. They had him do it as American Mike Myers, and then made uh, him go back and re-record the entire movie with the Scottish accent. Really? Yeah. So the part of Shrek got recorded like three different times. I'd be curious to hear Chris Farley's version. There, it, it, it is. It exists. You can hear it. It was leaked in 2015. Apparently, cool. I did not get a chance to like actually listen to it. But also, they hired Janine Garofalo to play uh, Fiona alongside Chris Farley. And then when Chris Farley died, they just fired her and never told her why ever. Nice. She Who's like Janine still Garofalo? doesn't know. Janine Garofalo. I don't know who that is. She's an actress. She's an actress. She's in the truth about cats and dogs. From... Oh, duh. Uh, she's in Ratatouille. Sure. Uh, I don't want to talk about Ratatouille at all. You, Zero you're percent. Not, you're not in on Ratatouille, are you? Not at all. That That is, it's so bad. It's pain. There's some cool songs that I've heard uh, from TikTok, but like, I just keep hearing the stupid closing song, the like Ratatouille. Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. It's nonsense. It's absolute nonsense. I've actually never heard it. I, uh. I could write a better musical than that, for sure. Maybe not the music, but like, I could, I could uh, make a better libretto. I mean, Ethan, here's your chance. I don't, I don't have any, I don't like Ratatouille though. It is, it is a bottom five Pixar movie for me, for sure. I could not disagree more. For Ratatouille sure. is amazing. Don't vibe with oh, it at so all. so good. So it good. It is the most heinous, with the exception of The Incredibles 2, it is the most heinously overrated Pixar movie. Could not disagree more. i tell you what I really liked. Uh, actually, what I, sorry, what I meant to say I really didn't like was Shark Tale. Um, yeah, not great. No, Will no. Smith plays a fish. No, Will Smith does play a fish. Uh, that's also a, a prominent TikTok sound. <laughs> From what? Shark Tale, the one where the heat, the oh one, yeah, yeah. Where where whatever, like, whoever and then, else, and then there's you, yeah, yeah, whoever the other guy is in that movie is like explaining the hierarchy of fish to to Will Smith fish. Anyway, that was under the related movies here to Shrek. Let's talk about Shrek. I want to talk about the uh, reading of the fairy tale scene at the very like beginning, the, the very first thing that you see. I did not appreciate this scene the first hundred and fifty times I saw this movie, but one hundred and fifty one, the Mew version that I watched today. I realized that he rips the page out to wipe his booty. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize the hundred first 150 times that it like hints at Fiona's curse. Yeah. I love that there's no backstory on that. It's just that she has this curse, right? There's no like, she met this witch and the witch be like bewitched her and then, or, you know, the the witch came and I believe you get some of that in uh, Shrek 2. I think you're right. I So this is a, a hot take right here. I'm not interested in the Shrek sequels. Shrek 2 is really good. The Shrekels, if you will. I haven't. I don't remember I anything about Shrek the 3rd, and I definitely haven't seen Shrek Forever After, or whatever it's called, the fourth one. Definitely haven't seen it. I know that they're good, and I know that I've seen all of them, but I. it's important to know that I'm not interested in them. Well, so they're, they're like... It's the Pirates of the Caribbean thing, right? Because, like, Shrek is Shrek. Right, it's its own perfect 90-minute movie. And then Shrek 2 is also Shrek 1, about... That's like the 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 other three are the com- the contained Shrek cinematic universe, which this is not really part of. Right, right. They could make mistakes in the canon. It's like a New Hope, right, where right. they could just like say whatever they wanted. Because uh, oh, we're making a bunch of these. Whoops. Oh no, but George Lucas had it planned out the whole time. No, he freaking did not. Okay, here's my thing. George Lucas did not. J.R.R. Tolkien did. Had to have, yeah. Here's my thing from the about day Lord he the started Rings. the Hobbit. He was like, okay, this is, this is how it ends. Here's my thing with Tolkien. The thing is that like everybody's like, oh, this is obviously an allegory for the war right and he just denies it i'm with tolkien i think even if it is entirely based on his experiences i don't think he's trying to say anything or draw any like i don't think he's trying to send a message about his views on the war or anything like that i think that he is drawing on his experiences to write a novel he's either saying a lot 
lot about a lot or nothing about a lot a lot and i don't know which <laughs> um either sonic is a god or he could, or kill, he could god. kill god they say this about game of thrones uh all the time I know that you don't like that thing uh, and don't want me to keep drawing parallels to it, but there are a lot of parallels to be made. Um, whereas, like, they always talk about, like, oh, well, everything that happens in Game of Thrones is a metaphor for the X and Y and Z. And, like, it really seems like George R. R. Martin is not unhappy with the way things work in our world. It seems like he's really unhappy with the way things work in his fantasy world. Right. Like, the mythos is so contained that, like, I don't ever see the parallels. It's like he's mad about the political system in this place that exists only in his mind. He's always mad. I mean, yeah, it is definitely a, a different thing from uh, from from Lord of the Rings for sure. Uh, George R. R. Martin looks like a real life Pokemon gem leader. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, he looks like uh, yeah, he looks like you printed out like a digital drawing of somebody. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I love the opening scene of Shrek a ton. I actually the music that they chose for the film, the Joan Jet, the Smash Mouth, the all the the uh, Hallelujah. I think doesn't feel dated or out of place for me watching in 2020. Like, All-Star made it through this, like, meme phase where everybody was like, this is the worst song ever, maybe the greatest song ever, or so Sonic is a god or could kill god. Like, I don't know what the move Did was with All-Star. Did you just see that TikTok for the first time? No, but it is... On the forefront of your mind for some reason. It, it is high for you, Paige. Uh, really? Like, yeah. I haven't seen a Sonic is a god or could kill god meme in so long. It's been it's been high uh um, that was like the day i got tiktok it was like that was one of the first things i saw and i was like this is really funny it's like she wrote my name in yellow hearts and either sonic is a god <laughs> it's that sound yeah. that is this resurgence uh Sm all star by smash mouth was a song that i liked when it came out and then i just continued to like it after that like it right. never felt like a joke to me uh no it it's still a good song right is the thing and, like smash mouth has become a joke in and of themselves because they they rode the meme too hard yeah um and now you like can't you can't go to like a smash mouth show then they were like the first band that played a show with uh like during quarantine um where they were just like, hey, we're going to get a bunch of people to come to a Smash Mouth concert, uh, which is kind of kind of crappy. But like, so here's the thing. Uh, the music in this in Shrek is not dated, but it's not dated because it was in Shrek. You think Shrek immortalizes Joan Jett in ways that other things do not? Uh, I think you're really drilling down on the on the weird thing there. <laughs> the, uh, Joan, the, the, is, is it Joan Jett? What, so what song is this? The Bad Reputation so song. So that's a song by The Who. Uh, that is being covered by, is it Joan Jett? It's being covered by somebody. Uh, you know, I, I, Joan Jett is the name that keeps coming to my mind. But I don't think it could possibly Joan be Joan Jett. Joan Jett, not Blackhearts, yeah. Is it really? You have to listen to this now. Yeah, that one. That scene also in my mind took like 20 minutes. That was Helm's Deep of this movie. Oh, uh, for sure. Um, and then and then when I watched it today, it was over in like four seconds. And I was like, oh, okay. So uh, here's the thing is like those songs are, yeah, to some extent are like canonical because of the Shrek soundtrack, right? Right. Like people know the song All Star because of Shrek. I don't think they do. All Star was like a top 40 song okay but like it would have faded into obscurity just like every other top 40 song from the the late 90s early aughts right it would not have been it would not have it would not be prevalent the way it is right why can i not just find the fucking soundtrack for shrek uh shrek one soundtrack a playlist by allison valencia Botello on uh spotify 
I've got it pulled up right now. Uh, the the notable songs are Hallelujah by Rufus Wainwright. Okay, uh, but so it's, so it's it's Hallelujah by Rufus Wainwright. Hallelujah by Rufus Wainwright. It's Hallelujah by Rufus Wainwright, but not the version that everybody knows of Hallelujah by Rufus Wainwright. Yeah, it's like the Shrek version. It's like the and Shrek version, right? Okay, but that song is canonical because of this movie what do, why do you keep saying canonical like like exists in the yeah it, 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 that's what i'm saying like it, it is part of hallelujah is a song that has transcended time and space right right Fucking it's everybody like, knows hallelujah they right. may have developed and they have for the most part people will be like ah nah for the jeff buckley version it's really just that that soulful guitar really gets you first of all one those people are wrong um jeff buckley rest in peace great guitar player love him uh, but the the actual Rufus Wainwright version is so much better. Um, but it's one of those ones that like like bands just cover. Like if you were to throw that at the back of your track of your album, nobody would be nobody mad. would say anything. Yeah, they'd be like, oh, they did. Well, I mean, the estate of yeah. Leonard Cohen would probably say something, but nobody would say anything. Yeah, uh, that is a song that has transcended time and space because of the movie Shrek. Um, the, the All Star by Smash Mouth is a song that has transcended time and space because of the movie Shrek. The concept of having songs in movies like this is acceptable ever because of shrek yeah so this had never happened especially not in a computer animated film because this is like what three ever oh yeah toy story one toy story two bugs life ants uh this shark tales early shark tales like oh four is it yeah shark tale went up against shrek two. Oh, it is oh four you're right yeah uh it wasn't many it wasn't many um and ants may have been the same i don't remember anything about the movie ants except that it's like a bugs life but uh like horror right it's Woody Allen uh, playing the ant. But yeah, like, it's so, so scary. Toy Story had songs, obviously, but they were composed, a lot of them, for the purpose of the movie, and they were designed to, like, fit the movie, and they weren't pop songs. They were Randy Newman piano ballads. Right. But either way, like, when I think about, when I think about soundtracks to movies, right, first of all, I mm-hmm. haven't thought about a movie made in the last 13 years. The soundtrack is dead. Uh, never back down had a killer soundtrack. Okay, but it, that movie is worse because it had songs in it. <laughs> never back down. You, I don't think, I don't think, uh, when, if, if, when did, if when did the took, movie, when did the movie Twilight come out? If we took Never Back Down and we brought it to, uh, 2008. Uh, okay. It's so the last 12 years. Twilight truly was the last so- movie to get away with a soundtrack. Really? That can't be right. I mean, it, it may not be. There's probably something I'm forgetting, but like it is if because it, it still happens, but it's weird now. Like if the movie is chock po- full of pop songs. It's weird now. It, it you you watch it and you're like, this is this is a weird time to go to Payphone by Maroon Five. Um, <laughs> oh, there's a pop song at the end of a uh, Fast and the Furious movie. Spin a okay, the end day. the end is different. A credit song at the, at the very end is different. I'm talking about like where you could go to a a moment of of score or original music. You go to Kiss Me by Sixpence None the Richer. Shout mm. out The Parent Trap, the Lindsay Lohan that, version. Okay, so there's a different version of The Parent Trap that some people are very defensive of. Um, Look, I I'm like sure the Haley fine. Mills Parent Trap just fine. Uh, the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap is iconic. Yeah, that's the one people are talking about. And that's the one people talk are talking about. Parent about. Trap. Like, my mom saw the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap and was like, man, I really liked the original version of this movie when it came out, but this is way better. It's got Dennis Quaid in it. And Lindsay Lohan's mom in that movie. Who I can't remember the actress. Mm, couldn't even, don't even know what she looks like anymore. It's been longer since I've seen The Parent Trap since the last time I saw Shrek. Parent um, Trap has uh, Bad to the Bone in it. What does, and I can called? tell you that's the reason that people are, the only reason people are age know the words to that L is for, the, L is for the way you look at me song. Is yeah. that, is that, that was song in the, in That there? was in The Parent Trap, yeah. L is for the way you look at me. People our age, around our age, that micro generation know that song because of The Parent Trap. But that, is, that was the thing, right? People like used to buy the American Pie sound 
soundtrack because it was just a conglomeration of good pop punk songs from the early aughts. I'm not going to lie to you, man. This is a little bit stressful. You know the theory about the parent trap? Uh, yeah, and I don't want to talk about it. We're eventually going to cover the parent trap and we're going to have to talk about it. And I just, just, you have to look at this one photograph and like... 1998 was not a time for Photoshop to be this good. What photograph? What did it send you? To the, the Rotten Tomatoes page. Okay, scroll down to the Parent Trap photos. It's okay. four of the same photo of Lindsay Lohan and her murdered sister. Right, where they're like obviously different people. Where this is like, yeah, one of them has a narrower face. Yeah, they're like obviously different people. Yeah. And how could they possibly take this photo? They have different colored hair. Right, and and yeah, and you look at the you look at the cover for the movie, and they're different people. And that Lindsay Lohan has a twin sister that died, and Disney paid them just write like write it over. Look, if you scroll to the top of the screen where you can see the trailer, that's two different girls. I'm not, look, I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any means. Uh, I mean, Lindsay I have, Lohan has a dead sister. I have questionable beliefs about birds, but yeah, Lindsay Lohan super duper has a dead sister. You just, you can't, like, I've, I've known this for a long time and there's no way you can convince me otherwise about this. There's no way this movie could have been made that it's way. It's not, not possible. It's not possible. Like, because <laughs> they do, they do like dances and they touch and they do things. They interact. And it's two hours and seven minutes. And like not that super long after, Lindsay Lohan had like a full mental breakdown that was just, they were like, she does, she's 17 and she does drugs. That's just a thing that she it's does just a thing now. she does. We all know this. Lindsay does drugs. <laughs> Lindsay does cocaine. Right. And like, yeah, no, Lindsay Lohan 100% has a dead sister. Um, but we will talk about this in detail because we will eventually have to cover that movie. Um, it's just, an, it's probably the next on the back pocket movie list, honestly. It's, oh. Because we get it every time. We're like, what should we cover? And people are like, the parent trap. And then and then they're like, you should cover the 1943 version, whatever the first one came out. And hey, it's like, hey, man, it's good. I'm going to be, I'll be real with you. It's pretty good. Uh, I'm it's, not fighting anyone on it's this. It's like Mary Poppins type type good, though, like where, where everybody likes it, but you'll hate it. I'm not going to hate it. I'm just the parent. I don't hate Mary Poppins. I just, yeah. Herbie Fully Loaded. That's our next back. Herbie Fully movie. Loaded. Oh, those are good movies. That one, maybe specifically, I don't know, whichever the first one she did was. Herbie Fully Loaded was the first one. That was she one didn't... of the four movies around Swan. Swanson's ever seen <laughs> three movies he that was, was that was its own series as well right that was something that was a remake yeah that was a remake of the love bug movies that then was a series of itself i don't know uh but like, so in, in the 90s and 2000s yeah this was a thing soundtracks were a thing it was like a quintessential part of the the 90s and or the 2000s movie right right you know i had a great soundtrack speaking of soundtracks maybe I think this is true. Well, I will tell you, uh, Twilight had a banger soundtrack. If you go back and look at it, it's the best thing about that movie for sure. Uh, Bouncing Off the Walls by Sugar Cult is on the Van Wilder soundtrack. This is the greatest soundtrack I'm of all time. I'm bouncing off the walls again. <laughs> that song does rip. Dear listener, if you are under 40, don't watch Van Wilder. No. But it's like, well, every now and then we'll, you, Caitlin and I'll be listening to like one of those Spotify curated like pop punk playlists that put on some like early Panic and early MCR and like old Blink-182 and stuff. And Caitlin uh-huh. will just be like, yeah, I know the song for the American Pie soundtrack. Yeah, that was like a thing. Like American Pie was, was its like, own culture. I know this song because it's Blink-182. <laughs> like. Yeah, but like Eugene Levy, Levy, what? I, we're just going to pretend I know how to say his I, name. I sw- people, listen. Okay. Let's talk about this for a minute. Okay. Um, <laughs> listener. Okay. I love you to death, listeners. You're my favorite people. It's it's Levy, and you're not going to tell me otherwise. I don't care what he says. I don't care what anybody says. It's Eugene Levy. Levy would be two Vs. Sorry, it just would. Anyway, American Pie was like its own culture. It was this thing. It was like before there was Borat, my wife, like our older brothers and their friends and their, and their, like they, they got to see American Pie. They got to see American didn't. Pie, yeah. That was like, that was, you know, other kids had bar mitzvahs. Heathens had American Pie. <laughs> 
Right. They looked at Stifler as God. Right. Like Stifler was the coolest man. Ugh. I've seen him. I've seen. I think I've seen all of them. Uh, let's see. There's a. It's a. It's a diverse cast. I oh, know for sure. that. You know what's crazy <laughs> is, is when you think about the fact that Van Wilder and Animal House are in the same cinematic universe. That stresses me out a lot. I don't like that at all. When was the last time you watched Animal House? Truthfully, uh, not very long ago. Within a year. Were you like ah this holds up or were you like mm, yeah hundred percent hate- holds up <laughs> comedic filmmaking at its fine it's like it's it's, it's like a Ferris Bueller type movie it is it right. is it is I mean some of the jokes are a little bit like well I don't I don't know if you can I don't know if you can say that I'm not positive but, but I'm not entirely sure out, how who so. you're making fun of here yeah Borat just got subsequent movie film made so Jennifer Coolidge was Stifler's mom I think we covered that last week I believe we covered that last week yeah <laughs> um, yeah no I see I see Emil has that long ago it's 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 hysterical I mean, it's, Jim, it's John Belushi he's he's a genius he was Chris Farley type like he was one of the greats right like John Candy yeah like John Candy oh I thought you were gonna be like John Candy sucks no I, I can't watch those movies for the most part they're they are they trigger that same part of my brain that like watching the office does now where like, it's John hard Candy. to watch yeah uh, speaking of this movie was originally supposed to be um it was a Steven Spielberg produced movie and it was going to be hand-drawn and hand-animated and it was going to be Bill Murray as Shrek and Steve Martin as Donkey and I would like that movie to be made I think you could get Bill Murray and Steve Martin to do a different movie. Steve Martin is in this weird period of transcendence right now, where for a long time, I was like, Steve Martin was in Cheaper by the Dozen. That's how I know Steve Martin. And he's also like the Saturday Night Live guy. But now he did this bluegrass thing and he's done that for like 10 years now. Steve Martin's been doing bluegrass for a lot longer than that. Right. But like Steve Martin, the bluegrass player has been like... Steve Martin, yeah, is an exceeding... Part of his professional personality. Right for at least from my perspective for like 10 years and now he's like beyond that right he's like steve martin aged comedy god yeah he's truly achieved uh uh whatever the whatever the fourth level of fame is in uh an absolutely remarkable thing by hank green yes. the one before you die yeah like uh yeah he is he can do n- nothing wrong like steve martin is and, and it's i mean he deserves he's with it. bill murray yeah, right, exactly. Um, Steve Martin is an exceedingly talented musician. Uh, the banjo is a very hard instrument to play, and Steve yeah. Martin is revered by most as, like, one of the greatest banjo players to ever live. Yeah. But it's just, like, quiet about it. Well, he's not quiet about it anymore. That's why I said, like, 10 years ago, he, I think he, like, he hosted and was the musical guest on Probably. SNL one time. and Because he is the record, right? Or he did when I stopped yeah. watching SNL three or four years ago. Uh, and I don't. I feel like I would have known somebody past him. Alec Baldwin, I think, was the was the closest. For how many times they've hosted? Yeah. I have no idea. I know that Saturday Night Live went through a big resurgence last week among Gen Z. Yes. Because they had John Mulaney as the host. Yes. Sat- Which I think is... I, 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 I've resisted John Mulaney, but Saturday I think Night he's... Read the, I, I resisted John Mulaney for a long time. Uh, I didn't really vibe with his whole style, but the dude is legitimately funny. And I have now started to vibe with his style. Okay, I'm, so Alec I'm, Bal- I'm I was take. right. I was right, by the way. Alec Baldwin recently uh, passed Steve Martin. I don't know how recently. Uh, passed Steve Martin. Steve Martin is at 15. Alec Baldwin is at 17. Well, they were both longtime cast members, right? Like That I, I don't know. I believe I, so. Anyway, Steve Martin, if, it's crazy. If you go back and look at like, um, there's, there's like old country albums and stuff that it's just like banjo, Steve Martin. He would just like, he do, just like play studio. He would just do session work. Yeah. For like Merle well, Haggard. That's, like, that's what you do. Are what you, you do. a Merle guy? I love Merle Haggard. Yeah. There's that whole, uh, you should listen to this podcast called Cocaine and Rhinestones. Okay. That sounds like things I'm interested in. About that whole era of like the bad boy country singers, like, uh, Waylon Jennings and, and, and Merle Haggard and guys like that, like just lived hard and like did a bunch of drugs and wrote about being alcohol or not alcohols wrote about being outlaws I, I like all that old country stuff like it's, it's, it's cool um hank jr before he got weird 
There's a resurgence in country right now, uh, fueled by TikTok, of all things, to bring back, like, proper outlaw country instead of, like, pandering country. Yeah, well, country music's been getting away with some shit for a while now, haven't they? Well, yeah. Because, so, like... So, here's what happened with country music. 9-11, right? There's a whole new wave of country music fans, because Toby Keith can write, like, we'll stick a boot in your ass. Right. And that's, like... And that was, like, we're all in. Right? That's the coolest thing ever. And then you get a whole generation of, of young guys who grew up on this. And now you've got the Luke Bryans and the Luke Combs and the of the world singing pander songs instead of country songs. The thing is, Luke Bryan used to be good. Luke Combs is good. I think Luke Combs was a weird example there. Um, it, was the, it was the next name that came to mind. I, I can't... Uh, I will tell you, I've seen Luke Combs live. I've seen a bunch of country artists live. And most of them are like, all right. It's like, I get where you got this. Luke Combs can fucking sing. Like oh, that dude. You know who else can sing? Scotty McCreary. Uh, nah. He's he all won right. the idol. He's good. I mean, the, the women can all sing. They, there's there's a lot more uh, standard there for them that they have to, they have to meet. Um, but like guys like Jason Aldean should not be getting away with being some of the most highly paid musicians in the world. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I saw Luke comes and he was really good. Chris Young can really sing. Um, but oh, they're all making like, so it was weird. I listened to country music. I started listening to country music in like 2003, 2004, right? When like right, the proper renaissance. Yeah. Right. When like guys like, guys like Jason Aldean, Dirk Bentley and Billy Currington and Keith Urban and uh, all these guys were putting out like their first albums. Yeah. And then I stopped listening to country in like 2008 and I picked it up back. I picked it back up in like, I don't know, 12 or 13 when Florida Georgia Line first came up when Luke Bryan became like super famous. And there I was, was looking at I was looking at who were like the super famous people, the Toby Keiths of the day, the Willie Nelsons of the day, the, the you know, the 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 uh the, the Blake Shelton's of the day the the and they were all those people that I listened to and their first albums back in 2004 making bad music. But the craziest thing was, I remember when we first got back into country music in college, we would turn on the radio station to listen to country. And it was literally like not a new song had been released in no, 10 plenty, years. No, a bunch of them had. A bunch of them had. There were there were 25 Florida Georgia Line songs all on the radio at the same time. God, you remember Florida the summer? Georgia hey, Line here's, sucks. Here's, here's, here's the band that's good. You remember the summer? It was when we went to Holden Beach. The summer that Country Radio found out about Zach Brown Band. Yes, and that's they, a real country and they band. put they put every song zach brown had ever written on the radio at the same time it was awesome and was i was like best. what is this dude who is this guy that put out the greatest album ever made and it's like it turns out it was six albums and he just got no respect none respect uh so yeah country music has been getting away because like it got it got worse and then it got worse and then it got worse and then i turned on cmt in like 2019 and i was like you heard that uh what if granddad's never died song the worst the song. worst song ever written that was the nail in the coffin literally i heard that song and i think i texted you and i was like i'm done with country music and that was it for me like this is the stupidest thing i've ever heard i'm gonna have to read it to the listener because they need to know it's painful i think we've actually done this bit before but i literally don't even care uh i wish even cars had truck beds and every road was named copperhead and coolers never run out of cold bud light i wish high school teams never lost and back and back road drinking kids never got caught and i wish the price of gas was low and cotton was high i wish honky tonks didn't have no closing time and i wish grandpa's never died and it just goes on like that just like Country phrase after country phrase after country phrase after country phrase. I'll tell you, if I was Steve Earle, I would call whoever made that song up and be like, you take the name of Copperhead Road out of your mouth right now. <laughs> it does that for one, two, three, four, five, six, forever, seven, forever. eight verses. It, it forever. It goes on so long. And so there's three choruses in there, all exactly the same as what I just read. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, so my God. Let me just, Luke Bryan, because like, I'm not going to pretend that Luke Bryan doesn't have good music. He has a lot of good music. Um, yeah, you don't, you don't get to be Luke Bryan. 
Actually, his number one song on Spotify is still Play It Again. So, you know what? Whatever. Go on, Luke Bryan. <laughs> Actually, like, when I first heard that song, I downloaded it. I was like, this is a banger. Oh, it's a good song. I love it. It's a, good, it's a very good song. <laughs> I remember when the, fir- the first month that it came out, Star Country, because this c- country music is, is especially famous for these radio plug-in things where they'll get somebody to like... Look at Darius Rucker to be like, listen to the 97.3 The Eagle. Yeah. Star because Country. Because they come to town and what are they going to do? You know? Star Country had a version of Play It Again by Luke Bryan. And it only existed for like a month and then they stopped doing it. They had a version of Play It Again by Luke Bryan that went, oh my gosh, this is my song. Instead of, oh my God. I bet they did. That sounds like Star Country. <laughs> because I, I heard that song for the first time on the Eagle, and then I came home for a weekend, uh, or came home for the summer, probably. I don't know when this came, song came out. Uh, yeah, it was after May term. It was after May term, because the first time I heard it was on the way to the urgent care uh, when I had a kidney stone. I didn't know you had a kidney stone during May term. Yeah, because I, I went to the Dirk Bentley concert that night. Nice. Um, with your ex-girlfriend and James Swindell. Nice. Because you couldn't go because you got scheduled to work at catering. I, I, I turned down Dirks Bentley for $7.25. You really did, after I'd already bought you the ticket. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it was supposed to be you, me, and Jim. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so I got back to Roanoke and they were playing, oh my gosh, this is my song on the radio. It's like, I, I, <sighs> and, and the, the thing is country was always kind of, it, especially at the time we listened to it, like they were always the pander songs, right? Like the, the absolute garbage that we listened to, but our garbage was better. Yeah. Our garbage was better. This song made me so mad. Like I Redneck Yacht Club is better than I wish grandpa's never yeah. died. Redneck Yacht Club's amazing. But it's, it's, it's a hundred percent BS. Yeah. But like, no, it's not. At least he's not pretending he's not Craig Morgan, millionaire boat owner. Right. Like, take a Johnson, make your heaven rude, fired up. Fired up. Meet us out. Meet out. I can probably tell you the. I can probably tell you the lyrics to every single song that was on country radio in 2005. Yeah. And and anything that was on CMT top top 20 countdown. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a big push for um. From TikTok as well for for gay country to be a thing. Oh, I'm so down for that. So down for that, hundred percent. I'll tell you, nobody who nobody cares about their appearance more than dudes that that both play and listen to country music. Yeah, they've got to have their truck just right and their hat just right and their buckle just right. Right, they'll pay they'll pay two hundred dollars for a belt buckle and seven hundred dollars for a pair of boots, and then be like, well, anybody that you know, these you know? are my riding boots. Yeah, these are my Luke Casey's. They got tail on them. Okay, but those are those are heels with a pointed toe. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, there's nothing hey, wrong hey, no, with you're that. wearing I just, heels, brother. <laughs> I just want you to know that's what you're wearing. And hey, I respect you for it. I know. No, I'll Harry, tell you, nobody wears tighter jeans than dudes who play country music. I don't know. Brendan Urie and Kinky Boots wore some pretty tight jeans. Okay, but he's he. That was a music. That was a costume. <laughs> Correct. Uh, Shrek. Let's get back to Shrek. Let's go back to Shrek. Uh, that movie said, trope Shrek that I don't did have like. a banger of a soundtrack, and Hallelujah is one of the greatest songs ever written, for sure. Big movie trope I don't like is when helium is obviously not present, and somebody blows up a balloon and it floats. Yep, uh, hate it. It drives me nuts. It takes me right out of the moment. I know, that especially they just when that balloon is blew a snake. up a snake. <laughs> that snake <laughs> looked very concerned as well. Uh, what What did you think of the early stage computer graphics animation here in this cinematic adventure? Because to me. It looks a hundred times worse than Toy Story. Disagreed. Watch Toy Story. It looks so bad. Toy Story mm. looks awful. It does look awful. This looks worse. This is oh, bad, I didn't think dude. this looks bad. bad. 
Watched it in 4K, man. That first scene uh, where like they where Shrek where the mud falls on Shrek. Yeah, that's how mud falls. Mm-mm. No. So they made they made the animators take mud showers to really figure out how mud. No, worked. they didn't. Yes, they Get did. Get out. That's not real. Yes, it is. I need to. I need to be looking at you. Move my camera here that I'm looking. As at opposed you. to what? I got two monitors. Oh, I got one. It's bl- wide. It's big. Big. That's, wow. It's big. Uh, they really had them take mud showers. Yeah. To see. So the mud didn't bother me too much. I don't know, it was just some uh, stuff like anytime, like when they when they ran it, when all the the angry mob ran out of the the pub at the beginning. Yeah. I was like, this looks bad, dude. Like some of this, I'm look, with you. Some there. of this is really good. Some, but some of it looked bad. Some of it looks bad. Some of it looks good. There's some things that look exceptionally good. Like you remember Incredibles two when they were like, look at the detail on Bob Parr's shirt. Look at the detail on Shrek's shirt in 2001, bro. I mean, it doesn't look as good as the Incredibles one, which doesn't look very good. No doesn't no I, I think one of the things that bothers me about shrek is the is the crowds of like gray person yeah like one model was generated for this right pixar is an interesting thing though because like you watch like monsters inc doesn't look bad because they're monsters right woody well, looks so bad shrek. because he's a person because he's a toy Right, but he's made to look like a person. Right. Like, Bob Parr looks bad because he's a person. Right. Parr. Parr. Did you authorize payment on the walker policy? Oh, broke into like, Funny Nemo house. still looks sick. Yeah, Funny they were like, Nemo looks amazing. They were like, everything's blue? This is really easy. We don't, hey, we don't have to animate water when they're underwater. It's just all water. It's just all water. Strap some translucent specks yeah, in light, there. Yeah, light, not a huge deal either. Kind of diffuses. Just, it's everywhere. You want light? I got it. Yeah. I don't have any shadows on Nemo. You got a flappy arm, though. Yeah, you got a flappy fin. Uh, so there's a scene in here. A lot of people don't know this. This is actually kind of cool trivia. Where Shrek kicks the helmet. And so... Yeah, they actually broke seven they, of Mike so Myers' they toes. They broke Mike Myers' toes when they did that. And that's the take that they kept. <laughs> That scream, it's not acting, it's real. And eventually we're going to ha- have a hard time making this joke because we're going to cover a movie that doesn't have armor in it. <laughs> it's going to be like, Lindsay Lohan kicked the bag of, of coins, right? <laughs> and she broke her toe. Yeah, she kicked these Oreos. I had Oreos and peanut butter today. Uh, Weird flex. It's awesome. I, I Lindsay Lohan was so right, or her dead twin sister was so right. Um, you know, so some of the animation worked really well for me. Other parts of it, I'm with you, were like, what's going on? I mean, overall, Why? it just looks like an early computer animated movie. Well, it's because it is. Like, I get what they're going for, but they probably would have just been better off drawing it. They had to they had to drive innovation. That's how I Somebody feel about most of those early computer animated movies. And I get it, like, we wouldn't have gotten where we are today without them. But, like, you'd better been better off. Like, it, it just doesn't look as good. This movie had to die like a martyr so that there's Shrek not a lot of um could happen. There's not a lot of, like, style to Shrek. Uh, I don't know that I agree they with that. They went for, like, a lot of, like, realism. So, I think, watching this today, I don't want to draw a huge political comparison, but we, like, we're texting about what movie we wanted to cover, and we we were like oh shrek's not political and then we popped it in and it was like oh this donkey and this minority are going to do a task for the tyrannical government but i don't think that's what shrek was originally like i think originally farquaad is mickey mouse right or is walt disney well he's the he is apparently supposed to look exactly like the at the time ceo of disney who was um jeffrey katzenberg's uh ex-partner right so it's like it's it's a dig the whole thing's a dig not so quietly at disney not like a socio-political commentary right there's like a there's like a wait time board to get into duloc yeah and um the 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 welcome to duloc song is like the same key in the same tempo as as is a small world yeah yeah so it's just all a rip at disney and then they rescue the hero and they like make fun of all the tropes of like rescuing the hero i think one of my favorite lines in this movie very underrated is oh no 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 dead broad 
Off the table. Dead broad. Off the table. <laughs> Apparently, they originally got Jimmy Fallon to play the mirror and then just uh, recorded over him. I think of Jimmy Fallon. Like, if they did this today, James Corden and Jimmy Fallon would both be involved in this project. I don't know what Jimmy Fallon was doing in 2001. James Corden would be like the pig. He hoofed and he poofed and he signed an eviction order. He hoofed and he poofed and he signed an eviction order. <laughs> oh, no. Dead bro. Uh, Jimmy Fallon was oh. still on Saturday Night Live at this point. Really? Yeah. I think what bothers me about Jimmy Fallon being on SNL is that he like couldn't make it through a scene. I think I can make it through a scene. I mean, he was a much better comedy writer than I am, right? So that's why they kept him. And because from what I understand, SNL is a lot of work and no pay at all. I think you get paid. I've heard you don't. I mean, I bet Keenan Thompson's got some bills lying around. It, yeah. <laughs> I think I think you probably do all right. I don't know. I've never really thought about it. Because that's one of those things where it's like, if NBC calls you and is like, do you want to be on SNL? It's like, yes, I will do anything to do this. And they're like, we won't pay you. And it's like, yeah, but they I don't, don't care. So they don't call you. They call somebody who's worked their entire life at it. Well, yeah, obviously. You don't have to, to be on SNL, you don't have to be anybody. Right. Like, that's your first job in entertainment. Right. Probably not. I mean, you probably did like a college newspaper that did sketch comedy. Well, yeah. And then you and then you went to, you know, study at the Groundlings or Second City or, you know, IO Chicago, which doesn't exist anymore, or any of the other, like, improv theaters. Right. Um. I, I don't know. I listen to the to the to Adler Fly talk about this all the time. I would like to be on Saturday Night Live. This is my formal audition. Hello, Saturday Night Live. What do you think of this? I do impressions. Two mice fall into a vat of cream. It's just, one of it's, them it's bad bad Christopher Walken. <laughs> one of them it's bad Christopher Walken. dies and drowns right away. It's not even the Christopher Walken movie I would like go for if I was the doing other. A the other he churn he fights and he churns that cream into butter and he crawls right out i'm that second mouse we should cover that movie yeah we should cover that movie every week God, that so good. just change the name of this podcast to like bake catch me if you can bacon and catch me if you can bacon me yeah, if you can yeah one week we cover the movie and the next week we cover the musical and then we then we just go back then we do it again <laughs> forever forever you think Cause the game you ain't worth winning if you're breaking all the rules. You think Mary Clay gets tired of Lord of the Rings? No. We get tired of Catch Me If You Can. Mary Clay, I don't think we'd get tired of talking about Catch Me If You Can, the musical. No? You think she gets excited about that one? I believe so. I think so. She saw it at like arena stage, I'm pretty sure. In uh, out-of-town previews. Nope, nope. People are texting me about the election. I'm not looking. My name is Galan Reddy. Galan Reddy. Galan Reddy. I am Galan Reddy. Uh, I do other impressions Saturday Night Live. This is my Steve Martin. How many? What are you about to do? I have less than zero confidence due to quote a Steve Martin line at me right now. I know that he puts his hand over the girl that did that dance that one time. And he's like, beep, and cheaper by the dozen. That's the only Steve Martin movie I have a strong recollection I have not seen that movie ever. It's so bad. Um, I've seen a lot of Steve Martin movies, though. Oh, what is that girl's name, though? Oh, man. It's gonna kill me now. Don't have a clue. No, you do, because when I say it, you're gonna be like, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I know who she is, but I don't- I couldn't play to tell you anybody that was in Cheaper by the Dozen, except for- Hillary Duff. No, I'm kidding. It's not Hillary, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. In, she is in Cheaper by the Dozen. That's what I thought, yeah. Uh, Cheaper by the Dozen 1 got a 24% here on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, Allison Stoner, Ethan, obviously. Oh, who is Allison Stoner? What she did that dance that one time, and then like she was on no, stage. No, 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 what was she, she like, actually in? Uh, you know her from Step Up. No. Uh, let's no, see. I know that name. Phineas and Ferb, the movie Across the Second Dimension. No. I don't know anything uh, about Phineas and Ferb. House. She was in House for one episode. Uh, she was female bandit and Opal in The Legend of Korra. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Maybe I don't know her. That name sounds familiar, though. She was in Camp Rock. I have seen Camp Rock, but I couldn't tell you anything about it. You have seen Camp Rock? Yeah. Is it good? 
No. I don't think so. No, it's not. I don't know why I know who this person is. I don't either. That name sounds so familiar. I probably know a different person uh, with the last name Stoner. That I'm thinking. Maybe you're thinking of Allison Hannigan. I'm not thinking of Allison Hannigan. <laughs> From American Pie. Tara Reid. Now we're back to American Pie. I'm definitely not thinking of Tara Reid. Tara Reid was in Van Wilder, not American Pie. She's in American... She's in one of the American Pie movies, right? Uh, yeah, but she's from Van Wilder. She's Tara Reid from Van Wilder and Sharknado. She's in the original American Pie, turns out, I think. I don't know. I know she's in Van Wilder. Yes, I know she's in Van Wilder, but she was Vicky in the Van Wilder films. Or not in the Van Wilder, in the in American Pie films. Those are like the same cinematic universe. I mean, obviously not, because she plays a different character. She plays Gwen in Van Wilder. Write that down. Write that down. He always says that, but she's a journalist. What's that all about? Oh, uh, he's an asshole. Yeah. Uh, Thinks he's the best person in the room at all times. Recurring joke in Shrek is Shrek makes real estate comments. I yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Every time I, I would love to know how much of this movie was scripted. I would I would think most. I, I just don't believe but that. Then, but then Eddie Murphy says riffs. so many words. Yeah, he does. Like for, for that to be all scripted, because it, it really just feels like he's just ripping off like just jokes, right? Right. They're like, Eddie, you're being molested by a dragon. Talk about that. He's you're like, yo, grab my tail. My own dragon. personal tail. My own personal tail. You can rip it off. Uh, dragon. Now listen, I'll do that tongue thing. That's not Eddie Murphy, is it? Mushu? Yeah, it was Eddie Murphy, for sure. I thought that was Chris Rock. No. No? What am I thinking of? Anyway. There's a scene in this film where Eddie Murphy runs into Shrek's house and he's like, we're going to stay up late, swapping manly stories, and in the morning, I'm making, I'm making waffles. waffles. When I was a kid, that was a soliloquy. Oh, yeah. That was a hundred oh, yeah. lines. I think it's because I didn't know what swapping manly stories was, so that that turned into like- real Shakespearean. Oh, right. I don't think it is, right? It's about like, it's like it's like locker room talk. Yeah. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. yeah. I really like Shrek. This is a fun movie to watch. It was a fun movie to watch. Um, How fast did 90 minutes go by after watching three weeks of Lord of the it Rings? It didn't though. It kind of dragged there in the middle. Yeah. Maybe I you should watch it on Peacock. With like commercials? Yeah. With commercials? Because it's free on Ugh. Peacock. I rented it. I did it's free on Peacock. But so like I, I'd watched some of the uh, <clears throat> Harry Potter movies on Peacock when they were How on there. How dare you. When they were on there. Um, and they would play like one commercial every, I don't know, hour, right? For Peacock. Like a Peacock ad. But during Shrek, they would give you like nine Peacock ads in a row. And it's like, watch the fabulous tales of Curious George on Peacock. <laughs> watch the Land Before Time TV show on Peacock. And I'm like, I've... I get it. I get it. I'm watching a movie for children, but like it doesn't. I, it's Shrek. That was not for kids, man. This is a. Uh... It's definitely not for kids the way Curious George is. No. I'm going to say it. Look, I'm going to say it. Okay. As long as we're, as long as we're TikToking to the TikTokers. Um. Look, Upside Down by Jack Johnson is not the best song ever written. It's not even the best song ever written by Jack Johnson. It's not the best song on that album. It's not the best song on that album. It, it's a bot. It's not a top 10 Jack Johnson song. It's just not. Here's my thing. If the youth of today approach us and they say, we've decided that the music from, from your time that we want is Is the Curious Upside George Down. soundtrack? Yeah. Right. Like, I'm all in. Like, like, one, okay, you could have done better. But two, if this is our legacy... Legacy. What is a legacy? Uh, but like, sure, if you're going to make an argument, because here's the thing. I truly think that you can make an argument for a Jack Johnson song being the best song ever written. Okay. But it's Banana Pancakes. I don't even like Jack Johnson's version of Banana Pancakes. I love Jack Johnson. Unabashedly love Jack Johnson. Uh, In Between I mean, Dreams, the album that Banana Pancakes came from is bangers. Front to back. Absolute fantastic album. Have you listened to the Curious George soundtrack? I have. It's good. It's not as good as In Between Dreams. It's upside down is not as good as banana pancakes. It's just not. Um, and also, I think that there's a version out there that you like better says something about the song. Yeah, we. so 
I think this is a, a revelation I had recently was that like, if you love the, like I've, I, I use the on this day on Facebook a lot. And I, in like high school and middle school, would just post lyrics to songs. And sometimes I would post like, oh, I almost post lyrics to a song I really like, but it was an Adele song and that's embarrassing. But it was a cover, which is like such a stupid thing for 14 year old me to have said, but I was 14. We 14 year olds say dumb things. I forgive me. If a songwriter writes an excellent j- song and a different genre that you really like covers that song, that means you like that songwriter. The fact that from uh, from Red onward, almost every Taylor Swift song has been successfully covered by somebody says a lot about Taylor Swift songwriting. Yeah, she's amazing. Uh, the fact that, yeah, that Ryan Adams could do an entire album cover of uh, 1989 and put every song in a different style says something about it. the fact that like that uh that people have to argue about whether or not they like the Simon and Garfunkel version or the Disturbed version of Sound of Silence better says something about that song like that is a good song for that reason right the fact that Disturbed can take it and make it into something completely different that is in pretty much every way uh just just more interesting says something about that song clearly you're not giving enough credit to the Trolls version of Sound of Silence yeah haven't heard it where it's like hello darkness mild Anna Kendrick sings it but then after she says hello darkness mild friend there's a little like goon troll that's like hello okay but have you heard the start version yeah i have that's that's on my it's short incredible. list of like you got new speakers let's see what this oh, song yeah, sounds dude, like so on them. good yeah <laughs> The dude from Disturbed, David Draymond, has an incredible voice that just doesn't sound... It's like, it's not always my favorite thing, but he doesn't sound like anybody else. Right. Like, I hear a Disturbed song, I'm like, oh, this is Disturbed. Like, 100%, this is Disturbed. It's very good. There's no me going, is that Joan Jett? Is that that Joan Jett? There's a part in that Florida Georgia line, this is how we roll, where Luke Bryan just shows up unannounced. We love when we love and we want to have fun, yeah, we cuss on them Mondays and pray on them Sundays. Pass it around and we and dream, we about, dream one about one day. day. This, that song fucking rips, dude. I hate that. Early, that song sucks so actually, bad. <laughs> th- there's been, okay, For here's the thing about Florida Georgia Line is they were never great and they were never awful. For every Florida Georgia Line song that, that was awesome, they had one that sucked really hard, but they could write a catchy song. Yeah, they could write a catchy song. I'll tell you one thing. Okay, but like, I don't get what if, if Grandpa's Never Die gets stuck in my head. I get May We All by Florida Georgia Line featuring Tim McGraw stuck in my head. And that's the, it's the same song. It's like, May We All Know Nothing Ain't Good Till You Wear The New Off. Sound of a quarter rolling down the jukebox. <laughs> Play the Travis Tritt right above the Tupac. And you get lost down some old back road. So... Country music, man. Smoke rolling that rain in the Silverado. Sound of tune on Here's my thing. If you want to talk about the lesser of two evils, one of them is an evil. And I will take Sam Hunt over Florida Georgia Line oh, every day of the For week. For sure. Sam Hunt has never written a bad song. <laughs> ever. Every Sam Hunt song. Every Sam Hunt song. And I, I resisted rips. it for so long because it was so weird, right? He does this weird, like, thing where he e- he'll ease in and out of singing in ways you yeah. shouldn't, like, be allowed to do in normal music. Well, because, like, what I love about Sam Hunt is, like, he put he went into the studio and he did his thing and, like, his producer was like, huh, the hell was that? All right, let's roll with it. Yeah. And that's, that's what I love about Sam Hunt. That's why I'm all in. And that's what I love about Shrek, too, is he walked into the studio and he was like, what a load of... What song was I about to reference? I was about to reference some song. Not by Sam Hunt. Or Floor George Lane. Oh, oh, here's the thing. Pandering country music can still be made well, though. Because if you listen to the song Crushing It by Brad Paisley, that song rips. Brad Paisley. Now, Brad Paisley's an incredible musician. One of the most gifted performers to ever live or play the guitar, for sure. Yeah. But a lot of his songs are absolute 
the, the equivalent of like Maroon 5 radio garbage. But they're so much better than that because it's just, it's, he does it with such a, a, a sincerity, even if it's a stupid song. So the thing about Brad Paisley is he, he is this incredibly talented guitar player who is also an incredibly talented comedian, incredibly talented singer who's like stuck singing country songs. I don't think he's stuck. Well, I think he does it because he likes it, but like. I think you respect musical comedy more than 99.9% of people. I do. Yeah. But he is a comedian. Like, the songs he writes are funny. Right, but they're also just songs. They're not... They're funny. They're not musical comedy. Some of them are. Southern Comfort Zone, which I have in my ears right now, is not. It's not. I'm gonna miss her isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's That's not. Got a, it's no, got it's a not. joke in it. Okay, it's got a joke in it. Lots of country songs have a joke in it. My baby loves to fish. Yeah, all of those are trying to be, right. I'm gonna miss her. Okay, yes, but I'm gonna miss her is more successful and more mainstream than anything Bo Burnham's ever done. Brad Paisley has made more money off that song than Bo Burnham has made. <laughs> Might have. Ever. I don't I, I don't love musical comedy. Traditional musical, musical comedy. comedy. Love it. I love Bo Burnham. I, I like Bo Burnham sometimes. I like I liked seeing him live. I don't just sit down and listen to What by Bo Burnham. But I, I will sit down and listen to I'm Gonna Miss Her by Brad Paisley. I listen to all of What front to back. You mean to tell me I'm Gonna Miss Her is an exceptional success. Penguin, James Penguin, has made less money than, than Bo Burnham. For sure. Uh, that's a Christmas song, though. Some of that, for starters. <laughs> Christmas songs get a pass to be whatever they want, right? Lots of Here's Christmas my... songs are funny. Lots of them. Yeah. But but Penguin James Penguin is a song. Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer is musical comedy. What you listening to? Time Warp off of Time Well Wasted, which sounds like just uh, Brad Paisley flexes on guitar for three minutes and yeah, 56 right. seconds. Man, uh, the other day, somebody, because all the bars around my apartment are having live music again. Um, just like cover bands and stuff, which is dumb, but whatever. Uh, the other day I had my window open and had to listen to somebody and it may have been karaoke at Fork in the Market, uh, but it was somebody loudly singing the worst cover of Time Warp, like from Rocky Horror Picture Show that I've ever heard in my life. You want me to do worse? I don't, you couldn't possibly. Let's do the Time Warp no, you, you're, again. you're carrying a tune. <laughs> you know what the melody sounds like. Have you heard the conspiracy about the Time Warp? I don't want to talk about conspiracies, man. I don't want that we do, that we don't know the song, the time warp. All we know is that we know. Oh, it's the same deal. Yeah, same deal with the monster mash, right? That the monster mash is a song about the monster about a song called the monster mash. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I think monster mash is the conspiracy. Yeah, I'm it, it definitely of. is. Yeah. Have you heard the conspiracy about the monster mash? Yeah. That, 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 that <laughs> Bobby Boris Pickett. <laughs> Or Pickens or whatever it is. Uh, he wrote like a hundred Halloween songs. Yeah, he wrote the Monster Mash and the Monster Rap and the Monster Salsa, the Monster everything. I was working in the lab late one night when a monster from the slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. Have you heard the, the TikTok uh, where somebody points out the fact that one of the people who sings the third mash in that song is woefully out of tune? <laughs> and now you can't ever unhear it? <laughs> I mean, I, I've never listened to that song and been like, wow, what amazing musical talent. Oh, yeah, talent. but it's, it's painful. Once you hear it, you won't be able to unhear it. It's painful. It was a graveyard smash. But yeah, it's a song about a song called The Monster Mash that nobody's ever heard. Bobby Boris Pickett probably has. Well, except it's fiction, right? Like, it's immersive Halloween fiction. So, let's look at the big board for Shrek. Oh, we gotta do math. I know we do. Because I, I haven't math. done the scores yet. Okay, let me put our scores in. Doing the time war. God, Sarah Hanks rating this a hundred out of a hundred. Yeah, the uh, Bacon and Eggs audience score is going to be strong. God, 
Okay. People are not going to be happy with my review of Shrek. I'm on my way from misery to happiness today. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Next week on Bacon and Eggs, we cover Sunshine on Leaf, the Proclaimers movie musical. Next week, we cover That Thing You Do, about the wonders. We're only allowed to cover That Thing You Do if Jay comes on. That's what I'm listening to now, in case you're curious. I love this movie. I don't know that I've 100% seen that movie. I, I was young when I would have seen it. Apparently, so. y'all used to watch it all the time, according yeah. to your brother. That it was yeah, like that's... it was like the original uh, minivan movie. Yeah. But we got the minivan in 2002. No. This would have been in the first minivan. I was young. I was too young. Even if I was 10, Jonathan would have been 15, and he would have a much stronger memory of this than I would. Yeah, for sure. But uh, he does not have a fond memory of that thing you do. <laughs> Okay, so apparently asking for the scores uh, right before we record is a good thing. You're getting a lot of them? There's a lot of them. Got a 50 from Emma Hale. Emma Hale? Yeah, in the Bacon and Eggs fans group on Facebook. I love Emma Hale. Yeah, 50 for Shrek. Oh, and Faith Brummett gave us her husband's review? Awesome. Is that right? No. Is what not. right? The score I was looking at. Got a 65 from Beverly Shemai. Um... <laughs> Uh, 25 from Wesley Fiasco. Lots of lots of 90s and 80s on on old Shreko. Oh, we also got Chris Thomas giving reviews from their husband as well. Fun fact, both people who gave us their husband's reviews, uh, both husbands said it was a 95. Well, thanks to them. Uh, Danny Joe gave it a one gajillion out of one, rounding that down to 100. This has definitely received the most hundreds of any movie we've covered. The Bacon and Existence score... If they get 100, well, we got a got a 90 from it sells fiance. Uh, a 100 would make it not last. A 100 from the audience? Yeah. It's not going to be 100. I know, but for every 100 there's a sub 60. Then it will probably fall last on our list, but they can't get mad at us for this anymore. Uh Katie Staples Lamont's 10-year-old says an 83, uh, but Katie Staples Lamont herself says 76. I will totally take the kids score. I mean, I'll take both. I'm taking like, both of them. Yeah, anybody's Score Sam Jones, former Bacon and Eggs guest, a uh, hundred, hundred from Sam Jones, hundred from uh, former guest Maria Caloris as well. But actually, said she said one hundred two point three. Uh, but Maria, uh, it's out of a hundred. Um, so that rounds down. That rounds down. Uh, I also consider throwing your score out because of it. But we're not going to do. But that. We're not going to do that. Uh, ju and just for fairness, I am rounding everything down. If you give me a decimal, it gets rounded down. Interesting. So even if it was like a ninety-two point nine, uh, that's yeah, a ninety-two. There haven't deal? been any of those. I think the highest was a point six. But yeah, I'm rounding them all down. Whole numbers, people. Whole numbers. Okay. Um, this is going to take me a minute because this is a, a an absolute metric fudge ton of numbers. I think the more you tell people you want whole numbers, the more you're going to get. That's fine. I just want to see what happens. <laughs> this is all an experiment, okay? <laughs> I like that the board is sort of out of our hands. I know that we wait half of it, but like, if we disagree, then it's still out of our hands. Okay, we have a bacon and eggs listener score of 82. 82. That's going to probably put this at the bottom of is it an 81.15 which... Uh, so the listener score is an, is an 81.8 or an 82. Or eight. Okay. 4,667 out of 5,700. So that brings it to an 81.15, which does put it at the bottom of the lift list, fifth place overall. I don't think I'll have a problem beating that, uh, like, like, like putting something under that. No, I don't think so either. Uh, but that does make the list right now, Return of the King, Two Towers, Fellowship of the Ring, Stranger Than Fiction, Shrek. Poor Stranger Than Fiction. What a great film. What a great film. Thank you so much, 57 people that uh, got back to me in the last like hour and a half um, on Discord and on Facebook. If you want to be considered for uh, your your inclusion in the 
uh, listener reviews and listener scores, join our Discord. It's $3 a month at patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. Or if you just want to give us your score, you can go over to the Facebook group, Bacon and Eggs Fans, on Facebook. Links for both of those are in the description. And that is how you get your voice heard on the big board. And the Bacon and Eggs Fans page on Facebook is free. It is, yeah, it is completely free forever and for always. Yep. I believe it still says in the description, join the super secret, super awesome fan page, uh, but it is not super secret at all. It is it is the worst kept secret maybe ever. Ever? Uh, it's a slightly worse kept secret than Lindsay Lohan's dead sister. And the Nixon tapes. Uh... We did finish the uh, the big board a little early. No, I think because it's a 90 minute movie. Truthfully, I, I'll be honest with you, Ethan. I have nothing else to say. I don't either. So I think we just wrap this. I one think we up. wrap it. Yeah. Um. I, I think it might end up being a little bit shorter. And um. If you need to find out why, just look at the date that this came out in the future, listener. I am trying very hard. We're only very stressed. to look at a very stress group. <laughs> And we may take a brief break to catch ourselves up on election results before recording. I don't the hash want to. Browns. I don't want to. I don't want to. You just want to go I just right, want into to go right into it. Yeah. Okay. I don't even know if I want to stop recording. <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Bacon and Eggs. You can find all of our social media links in the description of the episode. It's like somehow hard to get to on whatever podcast app you're using, but I promise it's there. Uh, I'm trying to be good about tweeting out links every new episode now because somebody uh, won't do it. Bacon. It's not Megan, although that was a name that my my co-host that won't do it used to go by. That's that's good. That's a that's a deep cut. That's a deep cut. Right, <laughs> remind me of freshman year of high school. I'm not crying. You're crying. Uh, thank you so much for listening to Bacon and Eggs. We really appreciate you. And I meant what I said at the beginning of the episode. Go out and do something kind yeah, be, for somebody today. Be excellent to each other. Uh, you don't even have to do like the Jesus way, where you like do it without your right hand knowing. Like, do something kind and take a picture of it. Virtue signal for once. It's right. okay. Um, and as we record this episode, uh, it, it is for release on Thursday, and we have no idea what's going on right now, especially on Thursday. The information likely will have changed, and if you're having a rough Thursday, um, I hope that you can turn to this thing and feel a little bit better. And I hope that somebody listens to the episode and turns to you and shows you some kindness. Yeah. Yeah. We are uh, all brothers and sisters in Shrek. That's exactly right. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. Hey, uh, don't Google that. Don't no? Google that. <laughs> I know it's a cute thing to say, especially if you're under the age of 18. Don't Google that. I don't know. It's like, oh, they told me to go not to Google. So no, don't. You don't want to. Okay. You don't want to. You know what? Maybe just stay off Google and Facebook and Instagram and just set the phone down and hey, read a good go, book. Here's, here's a real, here's a call to action, okay? Go to wherever in your house that they keep the internet router and light it on fire. And then light any wife, any LTE devices you have on fire. But no, and don't do that. Just turn the cellular off. It's fine. Don't light your phone on fire. Download every episode of Bacon and Eggs first so you can listen to them forever. Oh, man. How many episodes can we have downloaded on Thursday? I bet we can have a new record day. If we tell everybody to download every episode of Bacon and Eggs to stockpile download, for the apocalypse. Right. Just download every episode of Bacon you know and what? Eggs yeah, today. Yeah, screw it. Uh, if you don't mind, download every episode of Bacon and Eggs today uh, just in case you need it. You never know. You never know. In fact, we're talking about you never knows in the hash browns so head to patreon.com to get access to that i think it's five dollars a month it's awesome yeah yeah the pay hash browns today is gonna be rad um tyler and i are taking a deep dive into our own no that's not really a deep dive i would say but we're taking we're telling you things about each other about ourselves um via stuff uh also we yeah we've had 195 total episodes total uploads to the bacon and eggs uh page so yeah download all 195 episodes on thursday and then do it again just to be safe and like if not many of you do that that'll be still our best day ever (laughs) <laughs> but if not, many of you not do. that many of you but many of you should do that uh yeah so anyway Call that just packing thanks. the court 
thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. If you need anything, uh, I mean, we're reasonably available, but like reach out to somebody, you know, reliable to you. Mm, don't know send that me an Instagram DM. I will never see it. I also will never see it. I don't have Instagram on my phone, so I may as well not exist. Email us. Baconandeggsmedia at gmail.com. Yeah. Otherwise, have a wonderful day. We've been wrapping this for a little while. Uh, yeah. That's yo, all yo, I, yo, what time is it? Shrek show time. time. Like I said, Shrek time, Shrek time, yo. What? I'm John Lawrence. I'm John in the Shrek place. in the place to be. Two pints of Shrek and I'm working on three. These so, red don't Shreks know. don't want it from me because I will Shrek the Shrek these Shreks till I'm Shrek. So I don't know if uh, your parents did this to you also. The the, the fight scene where he uh, like fights all the knights and he's like, can we settle this over a pint? That's beer. My entire life, that was root beer. But they never say that. I don't know how to fucking tell you that like I watched Saving Private Ryan when it came out on VHS in 1998. My parents no, didn't protect me from a whole lot of things. No, I know. That's the thing. Is like I, I watched The Patriot. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> But like that was root beer, not beer beer. And it wasn't like my parents were like, Tyler, beer doesn't exist. It was just a weird thing. I just assumed because it was an animated movie, it was root beer. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Until next time. Arrivederci. Oh, that glitters is gold.